episode 174 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Wichita area businesses have a source of funding to help them get through the pandemic. That source is a new grant program from Sedgwick County. County Manager Tom Stoles joins me to talk about that grant program and how you can apply for up to $5,000 in funding. First, the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week, we present the 2020 Diversity and Inclusion Awards. The WBJ recognized organizations and individuals who are working to make their companies and organizations and community more inclusive. It's a topic front of mind these days, that's for sure. We feature profiles of all our honorees in the weekly edition. Our coverage begins on page 29. Also this week, a special report on women who lead in professional services, including the law, banking, and insurance. Their profiles begin on page 9. This week's list, women-owned businesses, that's on page 6. Part of our mission is to help you grow your business. Each week, we provide business intelligence on things like new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 58. Equity Bank has been our sponsor from the start, episode one. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Sedgwick County Commissioners have created a grant program for businesses hurt by the COVID-19 pandemic. They've set aside a pool of money to be given out as grants to businesses. And this week, they opened up the program to even more businesses. Sedgwick County Manager Tom Stoles joins me on today's podcast to talk about that program, how you can take advantage of it. And he talks about what it's like running a large government organization during a pandemic. Thanks for being here, first of all. How are you doing through all this pandemic stuff? Well, Bill, hi, and thanks for having me. And that's a loaded question to start off with. <laughs> so, now we're we're uh, we're doing the best we can. It is a, a clearly an unprecedented time. Uh, there's a lot of challenges, and uh, you know, since about May, or I'm sorry, since about March the 15th, it's been a day at a time, a week at a time, and uh, just trying to do what everyone else in the community is doing and get through this. So, obviously, most if not all of your services are basically essential. So how many folks do you still have working in the building as opposed to working from home? Well, I would say we've got 80 to 90% of our people back in the building. Um, there are, we're trying to keep as many people remoting uh, as we can. So uh, functions like IT, um, some HR functions, uh, some of the row offices uh, are trying to remote as best they can. But by and large, uh, the county building uh, upon reopening right around Memorial Day is about up to 80, 90% again, including all the courts and, and that system. So. I was going to say, a lot of people may or may not know that uh, that building that you ha are in is shared with the 18th Judicial District. Mm -hmm. So you're to hopefully intermingle, but uh, stay socially distanced from them as well. Right. It's, in, in fact, of course, we call it the courthouse for a reason. It's, it's right. mostly the courts, a, a majority of the building. Uh, is the 18th uh, Judicial Court. And it's it's been such a hard time for them as well. The, the whole justice system, you know, top to bottom, everything from 911 calls to police and sheriff, uh, fire response, EMS response, working to our district attorney's office, 
the court system. It's all just been a challenge um, with COVID. And then everything else is going on in our country, uh, all of the unrest and, and, the, and the issues going on. So it's been, um, we'll all be glad when 2020 is in the rearview mirror, but it's, it's, it's been quite a challenge. Amen to that, that's for sure. Tom, you were also a police officer in the police administration. Do you feel like that position helped prepare you for the position you're in now as Sedgwick County Manager? Well, I, yeah, absolutely, uh, Bill. I, I just feel like, um, I mean, it's not my first rodeo by any stretch of the imagination, but I will tell you that um, despite all the things we dealt with in the police department and all the community issues we had and all the crime and all the uh, BTK and on and on and on all through our history, uh, what COVID has done to this community is is off the charts um, uh, different. Um, I feel like uh, that my police experience always, um, I try to remain calm. We try to remain calculative. We try to uh, think our way through uh, a seemingly uh, overwhelming uh, situation at times. So I think it's helped me uh, prepare for that. But but it but it is uh, at times almost overwhelming to to manage everything from the get go. Um, of course, when the virus hit, we have the health department within the county system, and public health uh, is is a priority. I mean, it's the it's the most. Without it, you, everything else becomes moot. So we uh, from the get go are uh, just concerned about public uh, health and what this virus is going to do. It's a novel virus. We don't understand it. Uh, and then we, you know, we go through the first few weeks and then I, I remember that I have a 2,800 member organization to run uh, with EMS and fire and uh, a sheriff's department and uh, a budget. And, um, and then we have to, you know, let me scale back and try to, to just look at how we're running government operations. And then, and then to add to it, uh, we begin to have a series of political orders that come in uh, from the governor, from um, from the, the federal system, from the state system, and then uh, our commissioners and our uh, health officer locally um, have been doing nothing but laying orders since the, the virus says we're all trying our best to just deal with this. So, uh, you know, I think it's, I think my background has helped me. I'm, it's, it's a challenge though. I will tell you, there's a, there's a lot of weeks where, um, you know, sometimes you just have to close your eyes and regroup and, 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 and go again. But, uh, but I'm thankful that I've had uh, as much experience as I've had. And I'm thankful that I've, I've come from this community. I, I know almost everyone. Um, and I think that's a benefit too, as we, as we try to go through this. And yours is a complicated system. These different departments, whether it's EMT, uh, EMS, or 911 dispatch, or sheriff's department, or any of the other departments that you have, this is pretty complicated and they've got their own uh, demands and things they have to do. Yeah, it's a, you know, the county government system. And of course I come from a city government system, which is just a lot simpler to, to understand, I think sometimes, but the county system, uh, we have independent elected officials. We have a sheriff and a DA. Uh, we have a, a clerk and deeds. We have elections. We have a treasurer. Uh, we have five elected county commissioners. Um, so all of those elected officials have a, a lot of autonomy within their work group. So a lot of times uh, my job is uh, not so much even manager as it is facilitator and collaborator uh, to where we can all work together as a team um, to do the best we can for the, for, the, for the people of Sedgwick County. 
uh, and we and we we really are blessed with a good team. Uh, we've got really good elected officials, um, a great sheriff, and, and, and a great DA, uh, a great administrative judge. Right now, these these people are all so easy to work with, and and everybody's taxed and stressed. But we all have tolerance with one another because that's the only way to get through it right now. So we're we're really very lucky. Um, it's a it's a great uh, environment to work in uh, in the county, but but it has its challenges, no doubt. Certainly, one of the areas that is uh, stressed and challenged are uh, Wichita area businesses through this uh, situation, and the Sedgwick County Commissioners have taken some action here recently to uh, help out. Uh, let's talk about the COVID-19 uh, grant program that was created. Sure. Where does this uh, originate? This goes back to basically CARES funding, right? Correct, Bill. And let me give you just a little bit of a, of a backstory on CARES. So uh, as we know, uh, since COVID um, became uh, prevalent in the country, the federal government has rolled a, number, a series of funding uh, programs to try to, to try to help us get through this. Uh, and one of those buckets of money was, uh, was the CARES money, which was allocated um, in the middle of about April. And uh, I always tell people, you have to remember, uh, government moves slowly. Uh, particularly when it comes to spending people's money, because we're we're trained from the beginning um, that this we treat this money like it's the people's money. Uh, everything has to every I dotted T crossed. We have to be thorough and accountable. And then when CARES rolled out, literally it's announced, and about eight or nine days later, we had a check in the bank for ninety nine million dollars. And basically, when it came, it was okay. Now this money. Uh, should be used to help governments, uh, the, the county government and the city governments uh, within the county, uh, the school district, um, uh, public health and social services. And, and it, it, there is a, a smorgasbord of, of um, things that we should try to do with this money. And, um, and then, oh, by the way, there's a deadline to get it spent by 1230 of, of the end of the year. And so here we come from an environment which we're in a county we have we're not grantors of money we receive grants to do our business in calm care and uh aging and all of the departments that we run but we've never been a grantor before and all of a sudden this put us into a position of being a grantor so we we knew early on of course we were uh glad with the money clearly because our community needs so much help but we knew early on this was going to be a huge challenge for us so we did um, we did three things, uh, and originally when we got the money, I thought, man, we have to have citizen oversight on this. Uh, when you put ninety nine dollars in, much less ninety nine million dollars, people are going to want to know what you're spending that money for, and is it and be accountable. So we very early on decided we wanted a citizen oversight group that would help us manage this and keep an eye on it. Uh, we hired um, our, our CFO hired Witt O'Brien, which is a national disaster response uh, kind of firm, and they are, this is their expertise. Uh, and they, we knew that we would need help as a grantor. So we were the first in the state of Kansas to hire them. Uh, and since then, Johnson County and the state of Kansas have hired them as well. So we have good consistency within the state uh, of, with a consultant. Um, we have an internal auditor in just normal operations with the county, uh, which is now BKD. And so we, we 
hired BKD to come in and help us with the audit component of this money as well. So we had Widow Brian as a consultant, BKD as an audit function, the citizen oversight group as an audit function, and then disaster recovery services also uh, we have employed, uh, and they help us manage FEMA dollars and other kinds of monies um, flowing into to the system to, to help people. So that's kind of how we hit the ground running. Uh, Treasury laid the money out, and then uh, ever since they laid the money out, they keep changing the rules about how it's uh, spent. And I always tell people, you know, I don't fear the Department of Treasury, but I fear the Office of the Inspector General. Right. <laughs> they're the ones that come in and audit. And it was very clear from the beginning uh, that this money could not be used to shore up lost revenue. Uh, it was very clear from the beginning that whoever received this money was responsible for this money. So in the state of Kansas, uh, they are responsible for the billion uh, that they got. Sedgwick County is responsible for the 99 million that we got. And Johnson County is responsible for the 115 or so million that they got. But at the end of the day, if that money uh, is not accounted for and is not spent appropriately, the taxpayers of Sedgwick County are on the hook uh, for, the, for that money. So we were very, uh, we've been very diligent um, through all this. That's why we had all of these checks and balances. Uh, and since the state um, uh, since the feds rolled that money out, we've had 11 changes come from Treasury or the Office of Inspector General about rules of how that money could be spent. Wow. And every time they change the rules, we kind of have to back up and uh, recalibrate a bit and then go again. So um, we, we've, we've moved ahead. Uh, the commission in um, early July uh, set a, 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 a number of buckets um, uh, regarding this money. Uh, the main buckets were county uh, regional government COVID response, and there's a number of subsections within that. Uh, government assistance on how we could uh, help the city of Wichita and Derby, Park City, uh, Colwich, and all of the cities that make up Sedgwick County, how we could allocate funds to them. And the goal was to uh, pay back the cities for expenses that they incurred because of COVID and to help them going forward through the remainder of 2020 with expenses that they will incur. Uh, we did the same thing with schools, all of the school districts that base in Cedric County. Uh, we set aside a bucket for public health and social services. Um, and then we set some reserve aside. And um, then the state of Kansas gave us an additional uh, about 9.3 million specifically to help with businesses. And I think that's I think that's what we want to talk about today. But uh, and we just had some recent changes in that. So when when the state gave us that, the commission made the decision to put that into three basic buckets. One was uh, five million dollars for small business safe operating grants, uh, three million dollars in PPE protective personal equipment uh, to help businesses to. Uh, reopen safely and operate in a time when the virus is still active and we don't have a vaccine for it. Uh, and then 1.3 million for uh, workforce development. So that's the template we've been working with. Um, and to date, uh, we are, we, we've about got all of our PPEs, um, the 3 million in PPEs uh, acquired. We're going to distribute that from Interest Bank Arena. Uh, we were hoping that that would already be uh, distributed, but as we all learn in COVID, when you want things, everybody else wants things, and so right. we, we've got some delay in, in getting supplies, but we're hoping by early October uh, we'll be dispensing these PPE kits to businesses so that they have plenty of cleaning supply, plenty of masks and shields and plexiglass and all the things that they need 
to, to successfully get their businesses ramped up and running. Um, the safe operating grants were opened about a month ago and we are going out with what we call a first round of that. Um, we we uh, made those mini grants at $5,000 because we wanted to try to help as many businesses as we could. We had about a little over 400 businesses apply for that and the vast majority of them will be approved and that money will start going out the door uh, within a couple of weeks. Uh, there was 5 million allocated that so we have some money left over. So. The original uh, set of rules was you had to have uh, 50 or less employees to apply for that. We're gonna go back out with another round and take that restriction away so that literally any business in town can apply for that. And the commission- and That was uh, a change that was just made this, this week, right? That's correct, sir. Uh, and the commission also made a decision to throw another 2.5 million into that fund. So now instead of 5 million, we have 7.5 million there and we're gonna go back out again. Um, there's it's interesting and I think that will help a lot of people, but there are businesses and, and if you think about Wichita and just the uniqueness uh, of it, we have, um, and all businesses have gotten, well, I shouldn't say all, but m most businesses have gotten hurt by COVID. Um, you know, the, bill in, the, the, the businesses that are grocery chains or uh, the big box stores, they've actually done okay through this and actually some of them are showing some record profits. Um, but by and large, most businesses have been hurt by this. Um, but then you think about the entertainment and um, recreation business. They, they have just been devastated by this yep. because, um, you know, the, the, the adage is, hey, with COVID, if, it, if it's fun, you can't do it because right. you, have to, you have to get people around together. Uh, we're such a social uh, creature. You know, we just we want to get together with our fellow uh, people and and party and 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 have fun. That's just the nature of, of how we are, especially in Wichita. And now all of a sudden you can't do that. So the venues that that supply that kind of entertainment, they're they're just hurting. Uh, and if you think about Wichita, we have locally owned businesses that are in that realm, and they are they're not making any money. And the fear is we could we could lose some of them right. if we don't. Uh, get some assistance to them. And this is a nationwide uh, uh, problem. Um, we were reading articles a couple weeks ago that a, a fear now is that if small businesses go under in this country, our economy really will really struggle to recover. So now uh, counties and cities and states are trying to figure out how can we keep our small businesses afloat until we get around the corner on this. So, and our commission's going through this same anxiety right now. They're trying to figure out with this money, how we can fairly uh, hand it out, stay within the rules of the office of the inspector general, of which there are many, right. uh, but yet get this money out to people that need, that need help. So right now we're, we're going into a round two. Um, we'll see uh, how that money gets out the door. And if there's any money left, uh, perhaps go with a round three uh, to those entities that are really, um, really just getting socked with this thing uh, as far as, um, and potentially we would lose them if we don't give them a sudden assistance. So this is a work in progress. We're in the middle of September. Um, we got, you know, a quarter of the year left and we will work diligently to get this money out as fairly and as equitably as, as possible. How do these business owners qualify for that money? Are there certain qualifications they have to meet? Well, on the first round, it was for the it was for the mom and pops, you know, the the fifty and under, uh, because we felt like uh, they just didn't have that financial 
backing uh, or maybe that savings to get through. So, uh, but it also, uh, the rules, the original rules of the money are, are still intact. It's not meant to uh, uh, make up for lost revenue. So it was money that was, uh, we would give businesses to help them reopen and operate as efficiently as they could during COVID. So anybody that showed a need for that as they came through, they're, they're gonna apply and we're, gonna, we're going to uh, allocate the money. Uh, the, you know, people ask, well, where did the $5,000 come from? Well, uh, in our consultation with WIT and, and BKD, it was felt that that number uh, was risk averse enough to where we could hand those out and not have to get into businesses, financial records, or, uh, you know, get the government in the middle of their operations. So we were trying to tread that line as well. So that's why we settled on the 5,000 plus we wanted to try to help you know, we knew we were going to have hundreds of businesses, maybe thousands of businesses. Uh, and so we wanted to make that money uh, last. So in, in the second round here, uh, all businesses can apply, same concept. What can we buy you? What can we help you get to help you operate in a time of COVID? Uh, because we know we'll be in a coexistence with this virus for the next six months to a year. And what can we do to get you back up and running? And if they qualify in any way, we're going to, we're going to deliver the money. How do so, they apply for the grants? There's application, uh, uh, the it's going to be the same application process that we had during round one, and that's on our website. It's a little three-pager um, that they fill out, and we're going to just reopen that very same portal. Um, the commission approved that yesterday, so I'm assuming that portal is going to be open within just a few days. Uh, we'll, we'll make a public announcement when that happens and businesses get back online and, and, and can apply. And then um, if there is a round three, uh, if the commission decides that, that there's enough funding there to go around three, we'll, we will, that will have to be a little bit of a different um, approach because I think the concept there is to maybe give a, a little bit more dollar value. And if that's the case, then the checks and balances will have to be a little bit different. So we will keep everyone aware of what that process is going gonna, is gonna to look like. On the application process, do they have to give you Lots of financial information, or is it uh, pretty general information? It's, it's pretty general information for these mini grants, for the $5,000 grants. Uh, and that's really one of the reasons we wanted to go with that amount, is so that we could ask minimally obtrusive questions to the businesses, uh, and they could still qualify. Now, if we escalate that, or if the commission decides that they want to go with a little bit more substantial award in another round, that could change because uh, we are then obligated, according to our auditors, we have to begin to ask those kinds of questions. And, and, the, and the companies will have to begin to show us loss through um, their records and through their, their, their bank statements. Anything else we need to tell business owners uh, about the grant program that might help them out? Um, that's it for now. I mean, there's a lot, you know, when CARES first came out back in, um, you know, in April, uh, there was just so much talk that there was going to be other types of help for businesses through SBA loans or through other kinds of grants and, and dollars. Um, and I don't know that some of that is just not come to fruition like maybe uh, we thought it was. So um, we, I, I will tell you, our commissioners, all five, are very dialed in on this. They want to help local businesses as best they can. Uh, the money that they allocated yesterday, we took right away from an undesignated account and from some of the county funding and bolstered that business um, funding up to, to the 13 million that we have it at now. So our, our commissioners are, um, they are, they are all bought in on this. They, they will do everything they can to help businesses. Um, and if they have any question, uh, 
call me uh, and we will, uh, or email me and we will try our best to give them uh, the assistance that they need. I will make sure to uh, add to the blog that goes along with the podcast, uh, the uh, URL, the website where they yes. can apply and I'll get uh, some of that other information out there too. Tom okay. Stoltz, Sedgwick County Manager, got a big job and uh, I wish you all the best of luck uh, throughout the rest of the year. And through this pandemic, hopefully uh, we'll get uh, we'll get a vaccine here pretty soon, and maybe we will. We'll get around the corner, Bill. Thanks for your time today, and appreciate you giving me the chance. You bet. Thank you, Tom. All right. right. You have a good day, sir. We know you're facing challenging times. We invite you to help us tell your story. Please contact us if you want to share your experiences. You can reach me at broy at bizjournals.com. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 174. We hope you're doing well. Check out all our podcast episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.